somebody that I actually named my child after. It is uh, Dr. James Beckett. How are you doing, sir? What a great introduction. There are not many people that can introduce me that way. I'm honored to be here, Tanner. Well, yeah, it's funny because for, for decades, really, the name Beckett was just a magazine to me. And not really just a magazine, but you know, right behind the Bible. You know, I, I grew up with that magazine. I, I you know, read it voraciously. I loved it so much. And then I saw that you had a podcast yourself and I jumped out of my skin. I was so excited to be able to um, listen to you talk. And so you have this format, which is really interesting. It is completely opposite of what I do on my show because I, I say show in air quotes because it's just me talking and rambling every now and then very randomly for eight minutes or two hours. It depends, but you have uh, something for 15 minutes almost every day, except for Sunday and holidays. Is that right? Pretty much. Yeah. Sundays and, I, and certain holidays I don't do. Okay. Okay. And what would you say, since you've been in the hobby for you know, several decades now, what would you say was your most enjoyable time period in this hobby? Would you say it's now or would you say it's the eighties, the sixties? What would you say? I'm going to enjoy the 50s because uh, that's when I first started collecting. The 60s, not much going on in the 60s. Uh, the 70s was like the Wild West. That was pretty exciting because it was, you know, I was in on the ground floor of something that was, you just knew this thing was, and it was so much fun. There weren't that many collectors. There weren't that many, there weren't any shows. And then there were starting to be shows. And I was one of the regulars and I was one of the, in the know, you know, dealers. I knew pretty quickly what was uh, scarcer and what would eventually be more valuable. The 80s were really exciting, and I started the company in that decade. The 90s, it probably dropped off a little bit, I think. We had, uh, there was some huge success the first half of the 90s. Of course, then 96, I had a heart attack, so that kind of changed everything. But I did survive. I was miraculously revived. Praise God. <laughs> and then after that, I pretty much was an executive. You know, I became the CEO. I mean, I already was the CEO, but I was more of like a CEO and a chairman of the board kind of guy. So I wasn't as involved in the day-to-day stuff after that. And then in the 2000s, halfway through the 2000s, I sold the company. And I had a non-compete and I decided to do a whole lot for a while there. And then the last 10 years or so, I've jumped back in. I've had an account with ComC and I've enjoyed, you know, just going to some shows here and there and going back to being a hobbyist. So I was most, to answer your question, the most enjoyment was kind of being a collector slash dealer, you know, and that was mostly in the 70s. And then now, you know, where I don't have to make a payroll or have all these uh, uh, deadlines. But uh, so now the one question I have for you is, the, I'm sure you've heard this, gosh, 11 billion times probably, you know, how do you value a card? You have somebody that says, you know, well, Beckett is the Bible. And then you have other people say that eBay is the Bible. So I, I would love to hear it from, you know, the authority on the situation. How do you value cards nowadays? Well, I would say there's only one Bible, but, you know, there's actually not just one Bible because there are different denominations that have the Bible plus some additional books. So, but if what uh, Protestant think of as the Bible of 66 books, uh, it's a little sacrilegious to say that either eBay or my old company and our price guides were biblical. If that was intended to be authoritative, which the Bible is no longer authoritative in our culture. So I don't think eBay is authoritative or Beckett uh, uh, publications was authoritative either, but they're helpful. They're helpful. And uh, if I were going to be selling a really expensive card, I'd I'd look in the I'd look in the OPG or you know get out the most current uh, Beckett price guide, but I I might also look in the SMR if it was graded. I might also I'd go on eBay. I'd check Com C. I'd look in the Beckett Marketplace. I'd look uh, Starstock. I'd go anywhere where they're selling a bunch of cards that I think this might have some um, some you know, input or some way to get a, a handle on what the card is really selling for. Having said that, if it's a one dollar card or a five dollar card, I'm not going to do a bunch of exhaustive research. So I'm either I'm going to do the thing that is most handy. If I'm at a card show, 
and it's a $500 card, I'm going to, I'm going to do some research with a $5 card. I'm going to say it's either worth it or it's not. I might, you know, and that's where the Beckett price guides would be really helpful. If you've got one with you, you just flip to the page, look at it and it's four bucks, six bucks, 10 bucks, two bucks, whatever it is. And you can say, well, I either want to do it or not do it. So again, not authoritative, but helpful. Yeah, I think that's extremely helpful information for people to know, to hear from you about this, that, you know, there's not necessarily just one place, but really kind of get a better feel of the higher dollar cards by looking several places, not just Beckett, not just eBay, but, you know, other places as well and all together. And also there's a lot of higher dollar cards that will never see the market. You know, they're just private sales. So the higher dollar is a completely different market. And basically when you're talking about one of ones, they're really not even in the price guides generally. And so basically you're looking for comparables. And so you have to be your own price guide analyst. And that takes time. And you'll do that for a card that's hundreds or thousands of dollars or tens of thousands of dollars. You're not going to do that for a $5 card. So that's why I'm not saying that ComC and Beckett Marketplace and Sport Lots and the Beckett Price Guides and all are only long tail. I mean, they have information on a lot of stuff. But, you know, for the average, the, the, the 99% of the cards are just, they are what they are. And, you, you know, you're, you reach into your pocket. You don't have to mortgage your second mortgage on your own. 